What's up, G1 Youth? Uh, good to see everybody again. Um, appreciate uh, y'all joining me uh, here on uh, whatever it is you're watching on. I miss everyone once again. We're having to record another message. Um, so tonight is actually uh, Tuesday night. Um, you should be able to see this video uh, sometime tomorrow. Also, tomorrow, which is Wednesday, um, we're having a Zoom session. So, Zoom Bible study. Um, you should have already seen that on social media. I hope all of you join. Um, uh, again, just, uh, just grateful to be able to spend time with you. Grateful for Justin being able to set all this up for us. Um, I, I miss y'all. And, uh, the reason we canceled another week is because of the uptick in COVID cases. And so guys, we got to be careful. We got to be smart. Um, when it comes down to it, guys, you know, hey, wear your mask. Uh, when you need to wash your hands, uh, be safe out there. Um, COVID serious guys. And, uh, you know, we're going through a difficult time right now. Uh, uh, one of our, uh, as Justin put it earlier, one of our cornerstone members here at North Point Church, uh, we affectionately call him Talking Tom. Uh, he passed away and, uh, he passed away from COVID, uh, a, a long battle with COVID. And, uh, you know, it's a loss for us, but it's a gain for him because he's celebrating on the streets of gold with our Lord and Savior. And, uh, he, hey, if anybody loved Jesus, it was Tom. And, uh, he was not ashamed of who Jesus was to him. And so, hey, you know, while, while we are sad, um, and we're lifting, uh, the Ramsey family up in prayer, sharing, um, the, the kids, uh, all the family, uh, we're lifting them up in prayers. And, uh, guys, it's just a, it's a difficult time. And so that's why I encourage you, be smart. Uh, be smart in what you're doing and, uh, how you're doing it. And, uh, don't, don't take life for granted. And, uh, don't, don't take the small things you do for granted. Wash your hands, guys. Use the hand sanitizer. Wear the mask wherever you can. I do. Um, <clears throat> so as you know, uh, last week, uh, last, Tuesday, as a matter of fact, a week ago, uh, Tiana and I went down to uh, Charleston. I had a meeting with the uh, surgeon about my brain tumor and uh, had some good news. There was not really any growth at all. Uh, if anything, I mean, just, just a small growth, uh, not really anything uh, to worry about. So that was great news. That was an answer to prayer and uh, just grateful that God gave us that good news. Um, so the next thing is we have to talk about surgery. And so surgery is a big thing. It's brain surgery, right? And so, uh, you know, it, yeah, I, I laugh about it because, you know, I, I ain't got much of a brain to work on anyway, right? So I need stuff added to my brain, not taken away. I need to keep all I got, right? But anyway, um, so we talked next Tuesday. No, I'm sorry, next Wednesday with the neurosurgeon, which is my surgeon partner. And so he's sort of there whenever my surgeon does the surgery if anything goes wrong the neurosurgeon's right there with him to help him out and so but he said since my tumor is so small um it's actually better to try to do it now to get it out as opposed to waiting if it grows bigger makes sense right the bigger the tumor the harder the surgery and so i'm i'm blessed number one that you know they found a tumor and number two i'm blessed that you know it's small enough that they can get out and not think there'll be any uh long lasting effects and so anyway, be in prayer. We are hoping and praying uh, that we will be able to have surgery. I'll be able to have surgery in February. And uh, the reason being, 
like, Kurt, why you want to have surgery right now? Um, because I got a baby on the way. And so if I have surgery now, that'll give me two or three months to be able to recover and uh, be able to help take care of Mercy uh, when she comes. And uh, we'll be able to uh, try to try to get back in the swing of things as opposed to after Mercy comes. And then all of a sudden I got brain surgery. So anyway, we're praying about that. It's all in God's time. And I appreciate your prayers. They meant a lot to me. Um, I love y'all. Uh, a lot of you reached out to me. I know a lot of you have been praying for me. Um, I talked about a while ago, Zoom sessions. Uh, it'll be on Wednesday at 7. Um, I'm, try to go on, I'm, I'm probably going to try to do, if we get back to regular Wednesday nights, um, I may keep up doing a video or I may just keep up doing a Zoom so we can just kind of have a Bible study on the side. Um, I know it's difficult for y'all because you're not getting together and we're not fellowshipping. And guys, it's of utmost important that you pray, that you take the time to pray, that you get off the video games, you get off the TV, spend time in prayer, talking to your creator, and most importantly, too, spend time in the Word. Um, God, God's promises uh, are for everyone, and I want you to experience them. And so, uh, you know, thinking about uh, getting back together, I did a couple of things. Um, so... I had it, it dawned on me that most of my youth don't drive yet, so it could be for your parents. I had these G1 uh, keychains made, so I had some of these made. Uh, G1 guide first. I don't know if you see that. Don't matter. You'll see it eventually. I'm gonna give one to Justin. He'll get the first one, and then uh, I got these things that on. A, 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 these are magnets. You can put them on your car or whatever. Uh, G1. Um, kind of an 80s theme. Uh, it said G1, God First, Gaffney, South Carolina, North Point Church. Um, when we get back together, every one of you getting one. And uh, if you didn't get one, I'll, I'll get one made for you. But just stick it on your parents' car, you know, on the back of the van where it says, please, please wash me. Put that back there so they'll see North Point Church. And uh, make sure if you take it to the car wash, make sure you take it off. It is kind of thin, kind of flimsy. But, hey, Justin's going to get the first one of these too. So, uh G1. All right. So, guys, I'm going to go ahead and get into the Word. Um, I'm going to start off in prayer, and uh, I'm going to talk to you about the um, what's in the Old Testament applies directly to what's in the New Testament. So, let's pray. Father God, just so grateful for you, grateful for what you're doing through the young people. Uh, just grateful, Father, um, that we have this opportunity through technology to be able to still minister uh, to the world. And, uh, Lord, it's all about you. It's all about what you're going to do and all about what you're going to do through us for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. So, guys, um, I don't know why, but I went through a period in my life where I was the hero. So, yeah, I was a hero. And and y'all are going to say, Kurt, you're full of yourself. I'm, yeah, pretty much. I am at this moment, but I, I was literally a hero. And it was just for a short period, and and now that season gone, and I'm back to being a zero. So don't worry about it. I'm back to zero. But um, I remember when I was uh, 14, 15 years old. I don't know why, but I, I, my mom had just bought me this new shirt um, from Belks, and we were loaded up in the car. We were going into town to eat. And like I said, I was 13 or 14 years old. And so we're pulling up to um, the end of our main road, the stop sign, and all of a sudden, there's just pure chaos car parts everywhere and 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 not to be gruesome but bodies laying on the ground and so i i didn't know what to do you know and so my mom dad got out and they came back and my mom i, I can't remember one of the two had to stay in the car because the, the scene was too gruesome but what happened was somebody ran a stop sign and they got hit 
and they got hit so hard that um, they were actually people in cars that we, we we didn't see their bodies. They were actually thrown out into the woods. And uh, anyway, I just remember getting out of the car. And my mom's like, what are you doing? Like, I'm going to go help. They need help. And so uh, I went, and um, one of the people, they, they were bleeding really bad, one of the kids. There were kids involved. And I remember I took my knee shirt off and just, just took it and gave it to one of the helpers, and they took it and they wrapped it using it as a tourniquet. I guess that's how you say it. And they used it and they wrapped it, wiped, wiped the blood and tied them down. And I was like, I was just when you're in a moment like that your your mind you, you just sort of you don't know what to do you don't know how to think you're, you're not used to that situation but you know ever since i was 14 i always thought about that moment like man i wish i could have done more because several people ended up passing away in that accident and so fast forward um four more years i was 18 19 years old um i'm i'm sitting in my house um i moved out uh, when i graduated high school and started working and started going to school um uh, I was in a position where I could move out on my own. So I was, I was moving out on my own and I had a girlfriend. Her name was Tiana, you know, and, uh, you know, spoiler alert, I ended up marrying her. So, uh, but Tiana was young. She was, she just started nursing in school. And so anyway, I, outside, I hear this loud, uh, tr- is a truck that was revving up really loud. And I was like, you know, I'm trying to watch TV and, you know, back then we didn't have cell phones. Shoot, I didn't even have a home phone. I, it was just me and the TV. And I was lucky to have a couch, you know what I mean? So it was just sitting back and watching TV and just this truck just revving up. And I was like, this guy's wanting to pick a fight with me. Like he's, he's in the road, in the middle of the road outside in front of my house. And I'm like, okay, this guy wants something. I'm fixing to go give him something, you know? So I opened up a door and I'm like, dude, you know, what, what's up? You know, hey, hey. And this, this guy, he's not even looking at me. He's just looking dead straight ahead. He's in this awesome looking like a 67 Chevrolet pickup truck. He's in a straight drive and he was just revving it up. And finally I just screamed one more time like, what's up? Like that. And he just dropped it down in the gear. And when he dropped it down in the gear, it's like he, he just, he passed out. And when his foot was still on the gas, he ran into a light pole and the light pole broke. And the power line, I'm sorry, not the light pole, the power line broke in half and it landed on his truck. And Tiana's like, what in the world going on? I said, I said, the dude just wrecked. Sparks going everywhere, flame going everywhere. And hey, I jumped off the front porch. I took off running 100 miles an hour. And I got to the truck and I'm thinking, okay, power line sitting on the metal truck. Uh, what am I going to do? You know? And then it dawned on me. I'm looking around. All the power's out. So I was like, okay, maybe the power line's dead. I don't know. What I was trying to do was trying to touch the truck handle without being electrocuted, right? And so... I just wrapped my hand up in a whatever I had and grabbed the door. It didn't arc off. Opened it up and the guy was just, it was an older guy. And it was actually my neighbor that lived across the street sort of diagonally from me. His name was Billy and he was just out of it. I thought he was dead, you know. And so I, I picked him up out of the truck and, and I went and I laid him down in, in my front yard. And, and Tiana, like I said, I love her. And she's, today, I promise you, she's one of the best nurses in the country. But, then she didn't know anything. And I was like, Tiana, you're in nursing school. Come over here and help me with this guy. I don't know what to do. She's like, uh, I, I, I don't either. She said, I just started school. So I said, well, hey, go call 911. She called 911. And the funny thing is, where I live, say I live here, um, the fire department was really close to my house right here. And guess what? Everybody in the fire department lived here. 
So all these cars started coming up the road and guess what? I was like, hey, hey, he's right here. He's right here. I, I you know, I need help right here. And they was like, hey, we, we got to go to, the, we got to pass you, get to the fire department and get the stuff that we need and come back just to help him. I was like, what in the world, man? I thought, I, you know, I don't want him to die in my front yard, you know, and, 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 and it, I just sort of laughed about it because, you know, they had to pass me to get what they needed and then come back. And so, you know, that, and that's not really much of a hero. Billy ended up living. Uh, what happened was he took too much medication. He overdosed. And he just, that's what happened when you take too much medicine. Uh, you start doing some crazy stuff. He, I, don't, I can't remember what it was, heart medicine or whatever, but it put him in a different world. And uh, gratefully, he's doing good. But anyway, you know, like Kurt, that's not much of a hero. But I, in my mind, you know, I saved the guy's life, right? And so what I was thinking about is... Uh, a lot of you are sort of like the first responders. Not, and I love those first responders because I have to live around them. And my cousin's one of them. But they have to get the gear that they need to take care of the people in, in need. Right? And so it reminds me of some of y'all. And it's like, Kurt, what do you mean? Well, some of you think you need to get your life together before God can help you. Some of you feel like you need to have all the gear and all the things together before God can help you. And I, and I want to tell you that that's the furthest thing from the truth. If you're struggling, if you're, if you're in a bad place, if you're in a car wreck, God wants you where you're at right now. And God, God's a true hero. He, he, he is the ultimate hero. And see, that's what makes him so great. Just like not saying that I'm like God, but I jumped out. At my front door ran and I got the guy and I pulled him out of the burning truck and I set him down in my front yard. Some of you are struggling spiritually, mentally, and you need help. But you're struggling with one thing. You think you got to get your life great straight before God can help you. All you need to do is surrender your heart to him. All you need to do is reach out to him. All you need to do is call upon him for help. God will help you in that very, very moment. And so I was wanting to read something from, uh, of all places, Exodus. And uh, it says, Remember, these instructions are permanent law that you and your descendants must, must observe forever. Um, getting on down, getting on down. And it says, uh, Moses called all the elders of Israel together and said to them, I'm sorry, Exodus 12, 21. Moses called all the elders of Israel together and said to them, Go and pick out a lamb or a young goat for each of your families and slaughter the Passover animal. Drain the blood into a basin. Take a bundle of hyssop branches, dip it into the blood, and brush the hyssop across the top and the sides of the door frames of your houses. And no one may go through the door until morning, for the Lord will pass through the land and strike down the Egyptian. But when he sees the blood on top and side of the door frame, the Lord will pass over your home. He will not permit his death angel to enter your house to strike you down. So basically, Moses had been in a tug, tug war with uh, Pharaoh. And finally, God got this final ultimatum. Uh, Pharaoh's most prized possession was his firstborn son because he's the next in line to be the next Pharaoh, right? And so... Uh, God's punishment was that all firstborns would be killed. And so um, God said, look, the way for you to be protected from this is take the blood of a lamb, a sacrifice, 
and take the blood and, and put it over the doorpost. And when the, the death angel crawl, uh, comes through, when it sees that blood, you will not be affected. You will be safe. And so, guys, when I was thinking, uh, the first thing that came to my mind when when I help these people out, that little be a short time where I consider myself a hero, but I'm really not, y'all. I'm not. That one of the things that I thought of was, if this person dies, are they going to heaven or hell? And so, it being honest with you, thinking about Tom and I know Tom and I see Tom's fruits and and there's no doubt in my mind he's he's talking it up with the Lord right now, you know. And every question that Tom ever had for me and Pastor Jack and Justin. Tom getting all the answers right now, and he he is he is so happy, you know. And I I, I think about him, but I also think about y'all, y'all are the next generation, y'all are the next generation of Bible preachers, y'all are the next generation of missionaries, and y'all are the next generation of nurses and doctors and worship leaders and and people who love the Lord. Tom worked at Freightliner for the past twenty something years, guys, and everybody at that plant will testify to the fact that Tom was a Christian and he tried to invite everybody to North Point Church. I mean, they will attest to that fact. And you guys, how will, how will you be remembered? And so the first thing I want to talk about is the sacrifice. You know, they took the lamb and, and drained the blood and they painted the blood over the door to represent, hey, we're protected. And God, what God did back then all those years ago when Moses was alive, it was a snapshot of what Jesus was fixing to come to do. It was a snapshot of, it was a, it was sort of a, a back to the future of what Jesus was fixing to come and do for us. And I got some scriptures from the New Testament, um, that I want you to hear. Matthew 26, 28 says, and this is at the Lord's Supper. Jesus said, for this is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for many, for the remissions of sins. And I love this one, 1 John 1, 7. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, and we have fellowship with one another, the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. And so what I'm praying for you tonight, or today, or whenever you watch this video, is that you are covered by the blood of Jesus. And Curtis, what are you talking about? Why would you take something so graphic? The blood of Jesus represents Jesus' sacrifice. Jesus was the spotless lamb, just like in Moses' day, that was sacrificed to protect us from sin, from the things that we deserve. See, God said every firstborn would die except for those who were protected by the blood. We all deserve to die in our sin. We all deserve but Jesus says no. But here's the thing, guys. You believe in Jesus. You live for Jesus. You acknowledge him as Lord and Savior of your life. You believe that he died on the cross. That he sacrificed his life willingly so that you can have eternal life with him. If you believe that, then the blood is washed over your door. The blood is painted over your doorway. Jesus' blood is what? sets you free you see the next morning it was mixed the next morning all the egyptians all their firstborn had died but all god children who painted the doorposts they were relieved 
I'm, I'm sure it's such a ironic or I don't know the word, but just such a mixed emotion moment. You had parents just crying out in ang- anguish and Pharaoh, he lost his son. He's, and, and this was the thing that happened to Pharaoh that Pharaoh said, Hey God, okay, you can have your people. Leave me alone. But at the same time, God, people were protected. And so guys, what I'm trying to say, tell you is I know these times are tough. But if you believe in Jesus and believe in his sacrifice for you and know that he died for you, no matter how difficult the circumstances are, God watching over you, God watching out for you. You ain't got to wait for the first responder to get to the fire department, to get the life saving kit to get to you. God can come straight to you right now, right where you at on the other side of this camera. And he can touch you and he can heal you and he can make you a new creation. And he, and, and guys, I want you, I want you to take this lesson as a reminder for you. No matter how hard it gets, God's always watching over you. That the blood of Jesus is on your door. The blood of Jesus is on the door of your heart, your minds. And guys, fight tooth and nail to stay focused on Jesus, please. Um, I pray that this makes sense and I want to keep this short. But guys, you know, that's the message for tonight. You know, what God used in the Old Testament was a sign of things to come in the New Testament. And I love how God does that for us. And guys, I'm, listen, I'm begging you, um, get on the Bible study with the Zoom with us. And whenever we start back to worship, I'll let y'all know. But I'm begging you. Fellowship is important. Being together as a body of believers is very important. But it does not surpass the importance of having an actual relationship with Jesus Christ. The most important thing in your life is having a real relationship with the God of all creation. God desires you. God wants to talk to you. God wants to help you. God wants to comfort you. Is God always going to, is God a genie in a a bottle to give you everything you've ever wanted? No, he's not. But he's the one that be there. He's the one that will be there with you no matter how hard life gets. I, I seen something on Facebook and it, I, I loved it. It was a picture of Moses walking through the Red Sea. And sometimes, guys, we pray that the sea would be gone, that there would be no sea at all. But God makes a way by parting the sea. He didn't take the sea out of the equation. He worked a miracle. And that's what I want to encourage y'all with. Whatever circumstance you're going through, it's not too great for God. It's not too big for God. And more than likely, I I guarantee it, God has already been working on a rescue plan for you. But guys, you got to trust him. You got to look to him. You got to keep him first. You got to fight tooth and nail. Guys, this... This is not for the old folks. This is not for me. This is not just for Justin. This is not for Tiana. This is not for Pastor Jack and Debbie and the staff. This is for everyone, young and old. And listen, people always say the church is the, the youth are the future of the church. And I say the future is now. Um, the future is now. I mean, one of you guys are going to be one of the ones that may overturn Roe v. Wade. 
and maybe uh, be able to save millions of babies a year. One of you guys uh, may be able to lead or pastor a church or or be a leader in a community that does a way that, that, that takes the demons of racism and, and just puts it under, under your feet. Lead this society into a, a godly way and point everyone to Jesus. And that's what I'm praying for you to do. Hey, is it big? Yeah, it is, but God's big. And God can handle all the big things. But listen, guys, you'll miss the boat if you're not plugged into him, if you're not reading his word, and you're not praying. I hate to sound like a, you know, a broken record, but guys, I'm just telling you, you, you have to, you have to get off TikTok. You have to get off the Instagram. You have to not watch my videos as much to get into this than do it. I beg you. Because the answers are not in your phone. The answers are in this book. The answers are not in the millionaire athletes on the field. The answers are in this book. The answers are not in, in whether we go to Mars or, or wherever. The answers are in this book. And God is trying to talk to you. And you want to hear what God got to say to you? Read the word, guys. That's my challenge to you. I love y'all. I'm going to close in prayer. Father God, just so grateful for this opportunity, Father. Um, grateful, God, that when I was young and I saw those accidents that when I went out to help those people, God, you showed something to me that, that, that just permeated all through my life that, that God just stayed with me, not as a reminder that of what I've done, but a reminder of what you do for me, Father. Father, you've taken me when my life was a wreck. And God, you just pulled the door open and you took me out of that truck, Father, and you brought me back to life. God, I didn't have to wait for, 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 my life to be together. God, you helped me right on the spot. And I love you for that, Father. I pray for the young people watching this. I pray that they understand that the things that they're struggling with right now, God, you want to take that mess and make it into your message. Whatever they're struggling with right now, I pray that they know and they come to an understanding that, Father, if they take your blood and, 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 and take the blood of Jesus and just paint it over their heart, and believe in the sacrifice of Jesus, and believe that he died, and he rose again on the third day, that, Father, they have someone that they can trust. They have someone they can hope, just like Tom. And God, just thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for uh, keeping us safe, and I uh, thank you for this opportunity to minister. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, guys. Love y'all. See ya.